Hello, 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 and welcome to episode four of Making the Movie Maker. Um, this week is an amazing episode. I am joined by my f- very first international guest, all the way from Cleveland, Tennessee, in America. I am joined by the wonderful Matty Fletcher. She is an amazing guest and an even more amazing videographer that I was so happy to have a chat with. Um, she specialises in weddings uh, and her, her work is incredible. She's also a drone pilot. She's just, yeah, wonderful. And I'm sure you're going to love listening to her as much as I did chatting with her. So, yeah, uh, this is it. This is Matty Fletcher of Foxy Creations. Enjoy. Um, so have you been working on much lately or? Oh, good Lord, yes. I've been <laughs> ridiculously busy lately. Really? Okay. Just lots of weddings. Um, I think I've been going pretty steady on weddings since the end of September, like every single weekend. That's amazing. Yeah, this, uh, well, I'll get into this a little bit later in one of your questions. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, pretty much it was like I had uh, two reschedules from the whole COVID situation, and then they rescheduled on my only three days in October, so then it was just like, all right, I guess I'm just gonna... Barrel through just, all of this. J- just back to back weddings. Every single weekend, yes. And except for Halloween, oh, I did take the Halloween off for my own personal reasons. But <laughs> uh, and then this coming Saturday is my last wedding for uh, a month, so I get a good month wow, off. Wow. Okay, the so you got a bit of time to f- relax. Yes. Yeah. But I still have a lot nice. of editing. Like my editing is. What do you use to edit? Yeah, me too. Okay. And DaVinci Resolve. Okay. See, I find DaVinci, every t- well, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but every time I use DaVinci, my computer just goes, I don't want to work for you today. <laughs> it's just like, I'm just going to run at the slowest pace I possibly can. I don't know if it's because I have Premiere and DaVinci opening at the same time, and obviously they're very powerful pieces of software anyway. Uh, Premiere just r- literally slows my computer down it does, i was saying on a previous episode you could have the most powerful computer in the world it will still not be good enough for premiere pro yeah i know mine it definitely lags me down a good bit but davinci actually runs i almost considered switching from premiere to only davinci to do my full editing and like everything that i normally do um but i didn't end up doing it because i don't want to have to relearn a whole platform on how to edit it like i mainly use it for color grading and doing the whole color through there but having to actually learn the ins and outs of the full editing is yeah i I agree once you've got used to one piece of software it can be very difficult to retrain yourself in my early days of doing so i was using final cut pro uh, and uh which is it's an okay piece of software it's essentially just a glorified iMovie uh, on Mac. <laughs> I could see it. But then I... Sorry? I said I could see it. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, it has a few more features than that uh, than I, iMovie, of course. Um, but then obviously I was like, I need to learn Premiere Pro. It's a much more industry standard thing as well. So, But it took me ages to re- figure it out. It was like, ah, the, the buttons on the keys are not the same. It really threw me off for a while, to be fair. And it disrupted your yeah. workflow, um, so... Yeah, uh, really does. <laughs> it does take so much time to just learn something new again. Um, but uh, that's 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 the that's the difficulties behind work like this, I guess, isn't it? You've got to learn, and there's always new things as well. Every update, there's a new like feature for Premiere, and I'm like, oh, okay, I've got to learn this again. 
That's so true. It's like, all right, this is going to be useful some way, but I got to figure it yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. They might they must have included it for a reason. It's going to have its benefits, but I don't know what it is yet. So, um, um, so how are you, first of all? I'm doing pretty good. It's a little, yeah. a little early for me here, but I'm uh, awake. So what is the time there? It's 8, 8 a.m. Oh, I'm really sorry to have you up this early. I, I, I can appreciate it. it's not that ideal. It's not that <laughs> early. Just my, oh. um, I work a day job, so my day job is okay. like a more of a second shift kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? I work at Whirlpool. <laughs> what is that? Uh, Whirlpool like appliances. Oh, right. Okay. They manufacture like washers and dryers and kitchen appliances and stuff like that. Oh, so nice. I work as a call center representative oh. for there. Oh, that's cool. Nice. How long have you been doing that? Since 2011. Oh, wow. A while. Fair enough. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself in terms of the video side. So when did you get into that sort of thing? Okay, so it is a little bit of a, a backstory there. So I didn't just go for it. pick it up one day. But um, whenever I was a kid, um, my dad always had like the big old huge cameras that were like on your, you know, shoulder yeah. cameras, whatever they're called, instead of my granddaddy and stuff. So as I was getting older, like 10 or 11, I started wanting to make movies and yeah. make just, I don't know, just short films, I guess. And mm-hmm. so I used his camera and everything and... Windows Movie Maker, I think, oh, was God. the editing at the time. <laughs> a classic. <laughs> yes, it was. I think that's what it was called. Uh, it was the, just the one that came with Windows. Yeah, I think you're right. It is Movie Maker, I believe. Yep. And so I used that, and uh, me and my friends would go around and make like short films. And I bought my first camera off of eBay that was mine. I had the little pop-out screen because my dad's was just, you know, this big giant thing. So finally I got on eBay. That's amazing. Bought me one little pop-out screen. It was so cool. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, used like tapes and, you know. So did you learn to edit with tape? Uh, so I had to convert the tape onto oh, okay. the computer. So no, I didn't actually cut and do it in in the actual thing I could have if I really wanted to go to that hassle. But since I did have a computer and I kind of had yeah, it, a way of doing it, I was like, I'm just going to do it this way. Yeah, it makes more sense, doesn't it? You might as well. <laughs> Blows my mind that people really did used to do it that way, though. I know. There must have been such a, like, it must have taken so much effort. And this, I was again, I've talked about this on a previous episode, but the closest thing I can compare tape editing to is Avid. You know the software Avid. Uh, it just that is a very clunky piece of software. You might not have you heard of Avid? Uh, don't you're you're not missing anything by not knowing what it is. It is, it's a one of those things that it takes possibly about ten to fifteen minutes just to import one file, and then it's a whole. It's I think they've designed it so it feels like you're tape editing, so it's not it it does it's not very quick, but it can be an efficient piece of software. Whereas obviously Premiere is got it's Premiere is obviously designed for the more digital age, and obviously it's a lot more quicker, and you can get on with it, you know, a lot faster, I suppose. But yeah, um, sorry. So you were saying? Oh, so yeah. So I uh, made movies with my friends all the way, you know, here and there, through my teenage years, and then I got another better camera that was a little more digital. It was still a tape camera, though. You know, I think that's nice. so. Ironic, but it had a touch screen, which was interesting. Oh, wow, yeah. That's 
It's like halfway between the digital age and the analog age. <laughs> it is. Even now, I still have it, and it still works. I'm like, this is crazy. This takes tapes, but yet it's a touchscreen. Like, do you ever still use it? I actually, I brought it out. Um, I went on vacation to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, the September of last year, and I decided okay. to just put a new tape in it and just film our bar hopping and film our this and that. And everyone was That's looking at amazing. me like, why I had this camera and. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm going for all like authentic here. Like I'm, you know, yeah, like Polaroids sure. are coming back. I'm, I'm going for that like authentic look. <laughs> so it was, it was fun though. But so uh, yeah, you get that sense of nostalgia, I guess, don't you, using a camera like that? That's exactly, amazing. it was nostalgic, and I'm sure it has like a natural kind of feel to it. Yeah, I wish. I think actually, I have somewhere that we do might actually have a tape camera uh, camcorder so I, I would i think i would love to start shooting some stuff on it but i i don't have the tools to convert it um i, I would love to though but oh, yeah it's easy it's just on amazon it's like a ten dollar piece of equipment oh is it okay i'm definitely going to do it and then buy some tapes uh converter you just plug in um an av av cords into it if yours has the av cord plug that yeah is. i'm sure it probably will okay yeah then i think it does yeah okay it. i'm definitely I'm definitely doing it. That's, gonna, that's not gonna say the software is very good um, because the software to actually convert it is a little bit primitive, but it does get it done. So it's yeah, just... as long as it gets to, yeah, as long as the task gets done, it's, it's not the problem, is it? But I would love to use like I some I recently made a video from when I was traveling, and I decided to I obviously didn't shoot it on a VHS, but I shot it. Uh, sorry, I edited it to look like it was a V eight nineties sort of VHS tape, and instantly I want to make all future videos look like that. <laughs> it's so uh, they're fun. Yeah, just to get that. It is fun. Um, it's a really cool, like it's it's a very nice style to have videos in. I think uh, sort of because obviously everything's very clear, crisp looking videos these days. I guess if you're not doing anything corporal uh, or promotional. Like, if you're doing just fun videos, it can be fun to like include a bit of style that you haven't had before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, what is it you specifically do now? Uh, in so in now I only do wedding videography. Just strictly vid weddings. Yes, I only do weddings. Every now and then, some people will contact me. I really don't promote myself for corporate stuff just because I do have a day job. It doesn't yeah. typically work out if someone is like, oh, yeah, we want you to come do a corporate meeting from 9 to 5 on Tuesday. Uh, it's like, okay, well, I got to deal with <laughs> getting off of my day job. And sometimes that can be difficult. Like this time of year, it's kind of hard to get time off just because it's so busy. And yeah. um, so I, I haven't really advertised myself in that that uh, department there. So weddings are almost always on the weekend. Uh, so I'll do weddings. Yeah, it makes the most sense, doesn't it? Yeah. So I don't work weekends at all on my normal or my day job, so I don't have to really worry about it. Um, yeah. Like I've done a campaign video for a local girl not too long ago. That was kind of fun. <laughs> That's quite cute. <laughs> she kind of sent me the footage, and I just sort of edited it together, and it worked. Yeah. Out. I I find that I, a lot of the work I get as well. I've had a few people just ask, reach out, and ask me to do editing work as well. Obviously, with lockdown in place here, it's easier for me to just do the editing because I can just do that in the evenings and it's fine, I guess. 
Yeah, yeah. it makes it a lot of easy. Editing is... It really does. <laughs> it really does. It's like, if I don't have to go film this and I can just edit uh, it, like, sure. What? Yeah, easily. If I can if I can just sit here and work, I, I'm really fine with that. Um, so why did you choose to specialize in wedding videos? Um, so... Hmm. I got into wedding photography first. Yeah. Uh, so I started wedding photography back in 2015. No, 16, sorry. No, it was 15, sorry. <laughs> wedding photography in 2015. <laughs> and um, then it just kind of merged from there. I did wedding photography for a while. And then um, I really enjoy the wedding environment. Like, it's fun. It has really good energy. You always, you know, see like... I, I, guess, you are, I guess you have the advantage that it's always a positive environment at a wedding. There's never going to be a negative environment there. Most of the time. There's been a few that are a little dicey. Um, but it's not, That's interesting. It's not been, like, terrible. A majority, like, 95% of the time, if not more. It's a positive, happy environment. Yeah. Everyone's so, you know, joyful. You know, there's so much love in the air, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good environment to work in. It's uh, You always get good food, so that's cool. You get cake, which is cool. <laughs> That's a bonus. <laughs> no, you get to meet some normally like some really awesome people uh, and make friends. I made a couple really good friends from weddings. Uh, so that's really cool. Just submerging yourself in a complete, you know, unknown environment. It's very interesting. Yeah. So, but I don't know if I have a specific reason why I chose weddings. I think it was just mainly because I already knew how to edit edit videos and it was familiar with the whole video editing process and then i was already in the wedding business or the wedding industry mm. i guess it just makes sense doesn't it it's a natural progression it just kind of lined up i had a bride in 2000 and i think this was at the end of the 2016 she asked me to yeah it was 2016 sorry but she asked me to, um, if I did wedding videos, I was doing photography only at that time. And she's like, do you do wedding videos? I'm like, I really never thought about it, but it wasn't really popular at that time. And I was like, I've never really thought about it, but you know, yeah, I have a video camera. Like my cameras that I use, I use like, uh, right now I use a Sony, but I was using a Canon DSLR, uh, 6D at the time. And I was like, well, it shoots video. So I mean, sure, I can do that. And so I went and did it, and I was like, well, this is really fun. And I edited it when I came back, and it was really cool. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll start advertising this. So that was the end of October of 16. So New Year on 2017, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start advertising this in my packages. And people were, like, booking them. I was more booked for videography than I was photography, Mainly because it's just photography is a ridiculously oversaturated industry over here. It really is. It's is it over there as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, yeah. It's ridiculously saturated, and videography really wasn't at that time, and it's still not. But it's yeah, I think it's a very still a very up and coming industry. Obviously, adverts and promotional things have been around for decades, obviously. But uh, I think companies are starting to invest more in video because I think it really reflects a lot more the product in a more in a much more natural sense i would say obviously it's still artificial in every way but a, fo a photo is just one moment isn't it i guess with a video you get more of an you get more aspect of the company or the, with in terms of the wedding i feel like you can relive the moment a lot more in a video than you can in a photo yeah so i, I read you know i'm not going to quote anything but i read you know something not too long ago that 
the videos trigger different parts of your brain that trigger off memories better than photography does. Yeah, I would say that makes more sense. I mean, obviously photos hold memories and that's why people can look at them and it takes you back to that moment. But a video really helps you relive that moment. For example, when I was doing my travel video, I felt like I vicariously was reliving that moment through the video. Right. So I guess uh, I guess that's probably why people do jump at that opportunity a lot more. And I think that's that's sort of why I got into it anyway, because, you know, a lot of people are there is a real demand for it, I think. And I'm assuming that must be the same over there. It is. No, it's, it's definitely high in demand. I think I did 18 weddings this year. 18, even with COVID? I think so. Did you have like, like many cancellations and things? Did, it re- did, did, did the pandemic affect you? Or? So I did have, I had two cancellations uh, that just had to completely cancel. Um, all mm-hmm. the rest of them just moved. They just, one of them moved till next year uh, and the other two moved into this October uh, area kind of thing, yeah. this fall season. I guess that must be a really popular season to have weddings as well, I'm assuming. Yes, it is. <laughs> and fortunately, I wasn't ridiculously busy in the spring already. Most of my stuff was for the back end of the year. Um, so I didn't have anything in May. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't have anything booked in May. And then I had two in June, but the wedding industry had opened back up at the beginning of June. So I didn't have to reschedule those. Yeah. Uh, so the only ones I had to reschedule were the ones that hit right at like April. I think we went to lockdown April third. That's really late. Somewhere in there. Oh yeah, they didn't. We went. We didn't go. I mean, I was in Australia when it started, but we went in on the tw- like twenty third of March. You were. Like, I thought you guys would have jumped in a lot sooner. To be fair. It may have been my specific area because I'm pretty <laughs> sure places like New York and Los Angeles that were like having like heavy issues. Um, they shut down earlier, but my area wasn't affected. I don't want to say I'm like rural, but I mean, I'm not in like this huge city, like Chattanooga is the next closest city, but like my city's not super small, but we weren't heavily affected at the beginning of it. But as it was going through slowly, we started to see a climb in our numbers. And so then they're like, shut it down. I guess if you're not in a major city, obviously you will probably get a bit more delay to the effect i'm assuming because obviously being in places like new york where it's such a densely populated place you are gonna feel the effects of the virus a lot more so i live in a where i live now i'm in a like a very quiet village um and it's well quiet town and uh obviously we don't really feel the effects of the virus here but if you go to places like manchester or liverpool or london you know you really do feel those like the effects of it i guess so i think that yeah so i think that probably is more of a benefit of living in quieter places it is i was like well i think all of tennessee shut down on that day i remember georgia shut down earlier because of atlanta was being hit really hard but tennessee as a state i think that's when we we officially shut down was then but it does kind of help where it's like okay everything's just going to trickle over here yeah (laughs) (laughs) And um, so you work as a wedding videographer. Do you just work in Tennessee or do you go interstate or? So where I live is literally right on the Georgia border. Like I can drive 20 minutes and get to Georgia kind of thing. So I do a pretty good bit down there. Uh, Northern Georgia is um, whenever to trying to think. I don't think I've ever been out of these two states before. 
so I'm willing to travel. Like I'm I'm willing and game to go places if I can and yeah. if people want me to come places. I almost went to Mexico once. I was really close to oh. going to Mexico for a wedding and things got changed around at the last minute and I was like, darn it. That would have been so amazing as well. I guess that would have been like a really different experience in terms of the wedding, I guess. Drone footage would have been amazing. <laughs> and, uh, that was going to bring me to my next... You've just really nicely segued into my next question there. So you're a fully certified drone pilot. Do you get a lot of that for your weddings? It was only for weddings, yes. And if I really yeah. needed it. I, I thought about going into like real estate videography at one point, but that really haven't pursued that avenue at mm. this time. Uh, but yeah, I got it for weddings. I caught wind that it's very illegal to fly a drone commercially even at a wedding and they can fine you like a ridiculously large amount yeah and so i was like okay well i don't want to get fined all this money so i'm gonna go get certified and the cert is it expensive over there no it's like 150 well okay so what it is wow it's 150 yeah and it's to take a test is what yeah. you're paying for i mean your certification comes with it and everything but you're paying to take the test, so if you fail the test, then you got to go study, come back, pay another hundred and fifty to take the test again. Classic. And the test is like stupid. Like it's for the amount of knowledge that you have to know to fly a drone, it's dumb. Like I had to learn about airport. You know the arrows on the airport yeah. that. Yeah, I did the same for mine. Yes, I have to learn all that. Okay, we probably it's probably regulated by similar. I, yeah, I think so. It's the aviation agency over here in the UK. I don't know uh, what it is over there. Did you have to learn like sectional maps and? Okay, no, <laughs> I did not. I uh, and uh, also there was a significant price difference because mine only cost me nine pounds. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, fully fully licensed drone pilot for nine. But that I think it's different here because I think it depends on the weight of your drone. So. I have the DJI, DJI Mavic Mini, uh, which is only 249 grams. Because over here, the UK, the UK official licensing weight is 250. So because mine is one gram under, I don't think I had to pay as much. Oh, that's awesome. I know, I love it. But I do, honestly, there are some real negative side effects for how light it is. Any slight bit of wind and my drone will oh, be carried. No. I've nearly lost it at sea a few times. Oh. That would be terrible. <laughs> I would be devastated. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a bit annoying. <laughs> I use the Mavic Pro 2. So nice. Really love it. Very. Super cool drone. I did have a, per, a Phantom, and it got wrecked. So now I got... Oh, no. It did. I was in the middle Do of the field, and someone else was flying it, which was my first mistake. But there was one telephone pole in the middle of this field, and sure enough, this person was looking at the screen and not paying attention to the surroundings and ran it straight into that one single telephone pole. And I was like, well, you know what? It's a good excuse. You got this whole field, and you somehow managed to crash it into a single telephone pole. <laughs> Are you joking me right now? I know. What is the chances of that? Oh, it was uncanny, but it was just a, it was an absurd amount of knowledge that I have to learn for the, uh, for the drone test. Like it's nothing applicable to flying a drone at all. Do you, do you have to go to like a center? Yes. Really? I did it from here. 
No, yeah, I have to. I had to go. It was like, um, do you do SAT testing or ACT testing, or you know uh, the ones in school that tell you how good you do, where you have to go yeah. specifically to a classroom and they time you. Okay, it was like that. Yeah, yeah. It was like you had to go really to an airport, sit in a classroom in this little closed off box, and answer computer questions. Is it, it sounds a bit like a driving theory test. I yes. don't know if you do them over. Yeah, yeah, yeah sweet. I okay. Know what you're talking about it. We don't do them over here, but. But you don't have to do a theory test. We do. Think... Never mind. I just haven't had to do it in a long time. <laughs> we do do it. It's yeah. exactly like that. Yeah. That's that's what I felt like when I was doing mine here. It felt because it was all a multiple choice sort of theory test. And you had to uh, just get all the answers. I mean, I got it right. I think I got. But the problem is, is you could do it from home. And I just sort of Googled the answers I was unsure about. See, that's what I was like. I mean, I guess they make sure you know your stuff here, but... <laughs> I mean, that's probably better. Um, there is, I, I did think it was a bit bizarre that I finished the test within 20 minutes. It only cost me £9 and I could Google, Google all the answers I needed. It almost sort of feels like it wasn't real, but it is a government official website. So it just, I wasn't really sure and I'm still not sure, but yeah, I have my license and everything. I wish we could do it like that here because like I was saying, like none of the information is applicable to drone flying like at all. And it's just an absurd amount of information, you know, like, I feel like you should have, be able to have a cheat sheet to some degree. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Just sort of like a few hints and tips for the quiz, you know? Exactly. Make your own personal <laughs> notes, at least something. They wouldn't let you bring anything in there. It's like, you, I really? leave my cell phone and everything out in this little bucket. In the yeah. That's for a drone test. That's incredible. Yes. That's exactly the same as like a driving one. Yes. I was like, I feel like I'm a quarter of a way to actually getting my pilot's license after this. I mean, I think it's to some degree you are. <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> oh, but it was interesting. Uh, I can say I know a little bit about flying now. <laughs> yeah, uh, you could be sat on a plane and go, do you know what? I kind of get this. <laughs> do you know the reasons they point the airports these way? <laughs> <laughs> you got, yeah, you could tell everyone the exact direction of why every airport's facing the way it is. It's, yeah, you, you, you know, it's a transferable skill. Yeah. It's, it's, it's probably why it's probably why it's made 150 dollars over there just so you can use it in other departments of aviation yeah that would make sense honestly i mean i can technically fly anything that's unmanned like a, my license is an unmanned aircraft license so could you essentially fly a drone for the military maybe maybe because that's like a new thing now, isn't it? That drone, drone is drones are used a lot in the military, so it would be interesting to see. Always your additional military. Yeah, I was going to say, is there like a military license and then a commercial license? I'm assuming. I would think so. Yeah, that would make the most sense. But like the the gliders and all the stuff that doesn't have cameras on it, like I can technically fly those commercially for whatever reason that I would want to, mm. but. So are you allowed to fly your drone without the license for non... Like, just for sort of personal use? Yes. Yeah. If I'm going okay, somewhere yeah. that's just... Where I'm not getting something for a bride or anything that could convey commercial, then yeah, I can just fly it. I don't have to have it. And honestly, I've never even been asked for it. No one's ever approached me and said... No. I mean, what are the chances that you'll be in some sort of wedding location and some government official is going to turn up and be like, can I see your license, please? <laughs> It's not the same, is it? Like, you don't car with cars. You see them everywhere you go, but with a drone, I, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen. I've seen a drone maybe once or twice that isn't mine. 
Yeah, no, I've no, I don't think I've ever seen one that isn't mine. Honestly, not really? around. Yeah, here. exactly. So I think they're also still a very, they're very new. So at the moment, it's not as really as regulated, I would say, because it's still a very new product to this sort of world of video, I guess. I agree. I think that um, it's it's definitely a game changer. I can say that like oh, 100%. wedding films, huge game changer. But I've had a few venues ask me if I am licensed, and I confirm that I am, but they have never asked to see my license. So, like, okay, whatever. I guess they haven't. You'd have no reason to lie about it, I guess, would you? Because if they if if they're in their heads, if you say yes, I am, and you haven't got your license, their next question could just be, well, can I see it then? Yeah, just yeah. So I have a there's a physical copy, like yeah. So <laughs> I think that's interesting too. Uh, so what made you decide to go get into being a drone pilot? For the video, honestly, it was completely for the videography. I had it even. Oh, it doesn't stress me out anymore, but it used to stress me out so bad to fly that thing. And yeah. I'm just, I was always just so scared it would just drop out of the sky and hit someone or, you know, hit a house or get stuck in a tree or I don't know. I think I, 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 I get it. I, I really underestimated just how stable they are in the air. They don't just fall out of the sky. And even if they're low on battery, they, they will not just plummet to the ground i guess yes no they're they're actually really reliable even um the uh what's it called go home or whatever go um oh yeah 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 the return to home feature return to home there we go that's like ridiculously accurate i was scared to use that for the longest time because i was like man this isn't gonna actually know where i'm at like it's it does it is very good um and also i'm in like a neighborhood like with power lines and with you know trees everywhere yeah. and hills and stuff so i just didn't completely trust that it couldn't detect the um outside factors that factored into it returning home so once yeah. i was in like this big old field and stuff i was like i'm gonna try this out and see if this works <laughs> yeah i think it because uh, i had an uh, experience with mine once where i was flying it it was quite late in the evening which was already a terrible mistake the sun was setting but where I was staying in the very far distance was the most magnificent thunderstorm I have ever seen. But it wasn't over the top of me, but it was far enough right. away that you could see it. So I was like, I've got to get a good look at this. So I took my drone up. However, being on the outside of a storm, <laughs> you get all the wind. Yeah. <laughs> so I took it up and as I was flying it back towards me, the wind was carrying it in the same direction. So what had happened is the drone had caught momentum and it flew again. It was also, I was in a very densely populated place with trees and stuff. Right. So uh, <laughs> it got carried over these ma massive trees and it was getting dark and the battery was low. Oh, and I was yeah. like, I am going to lose this drone. And I did lose the drone overnight. I was out all night searching for it. Couldn't find it. Uh, and then I took to Reddit, you know, the app Reddit, because mm -hmm. I, I went onto a, the Mavic Mini forum on there and was like, guys, I've lost my drone. I don't know how to find it. Can anyone recommend anything? And they were like, have you not heard of the, uh, like, you can find its last location on the app? I did not know you could do this. Oh, but on the app, it will pinpoint, it will show you a map of its last known location and you can convert that exact, what's the word I'm looking for? Coordinates. Uh, coordinate, thank you to a google map 
coordinate and it will give you a path to find it that so i and i cool. it is very good um and also i was nowhere near where i where i was searching at night was nowhere near where my drone actually was okay. it was at least a couple hundred meters away uh but had landed safely in a field just sat there almost mocking me at how much it was just like i'm okay i was like you're so annoying but yeah it, you can it, it literally gives you a google map coordinate and you can go straight to where it was i was like that's fantastic so if you do ever lose your drone, make sure you try that. Time. That's awesome. Yeah. Were you using the return home feature whenever that happened? I tried, but uh, I think because it got so far away, it and the wind kept carrying it. I was able, I was able to get enough because if it goes too far, you do sort of lose signal a right. little bit. I was able to just get enough signal to make it just land wherever the hell oh, it okay, was. Okay. Right, so I that I knew it wasn't stuck in a tree or anything okay. like that, uh, but uh, yeah, I could. And I was looking at the screen as well, like I don't, because it's dark, I can't tell where it is. Like it, I don't recognize anything around. All I knew is it was right next to a road. So I went to the road that it was, but I was on the wrong side of the road that I thought it was as oh, well. Okay, okay. So yeah. Well, that's but, awesome yeah. to know. That's crazy. Yeah, it really is. And um, Reddit's I posted on Reddit saying that you've all saved my life today uh, because I use, obviously for me, I like yourself, I use my drone for work. A lot of the work I get requires people wanting a drone. Like, yeah. so that's I think, awesome. yeah. So, but I was terrified. I, there was a, when I nearly lost it at sea because, again, the wind took it. I was like, I've got a drone job tomorrow and i was fly i just thought i'd fly it for fun because it was such a lovely day but oh. the sea breeze took it out i was like oh it's gonna fall into this water but i managed to tuck it behind a rock almost like a really big rock oh and block God. the wind enough so that i could get it back but it was just scary that's uh, intense it, it, i wouldn't it, I mean, it is it makes sense i mean if they're so light but gosh that's intense i couldn't imagine feel like <laughs> oh there goes my drone out to sea yep there we go i feel i feel like i have a child with my drone <laughs> i feel like I, I feel like i have to worry far too much about it it's yeah. very stressful <laughs> oh that's so true and that's what like whenever i'm i'm better now I'm all, I've, I've come a long way i'll say in my couple years of drone flying but I did. I used to just put it up and just like honestly just shake. Like my hands would just shake like while I'm holding yeah. it. And I'm like, okay, I can't get good footage with my hands shaking. <laughs> so I had to I had to get over it, which I, I eventually did. I just. Took... Oh, would you say you're a lot more comfortable with Yes, the I'm a now? lot more comfortable with it now. Like 10 times more than what I was <laughs> whenever I first got it. I just remember being like, I don't even know how far this can go. It says yeah. it can go three miles away from me. Don't know if I That's trust amazing. that. <laughs> That's, yeah, they, they, they can do some really incredible things, uh, but I'm just too scared to try everything. <laughs> like, do you, do you t like try and tuck it through really small spaces just to sort of, because obviously if you can like, I don't know, like a gap in the fence, so I see a lot of people do fly it through that because obviously it, it just it looks cool, doesn't so, it? When you fly it through a really small spaces and stuff. But cool. I'm so like, if it clips it even a little bit, then I'm you're done. done. I yeah. haven't done like gaps and fences, but doing wedding stuff, you know how um, some weddings will have arbors, like the mm -hmm. fancy arbors or the you know pergola. I think is the name. Of them. I don't know. Yeah, I've flown them through those before, which isn't like a super tight space, but it does look really no. cool whenever you. Like... It does look, yeah, it looks stunning, doesn't it? It's very immersive, I think, to go through yes. a smaller, smaller space than just flying through the open sky and stuff. 
that's about as small as I've ever went through. It's yeah. just kind of like a little little hut thing. But I've I've have went through like trees and stuff and been pretty enclosed in like tree areas because we have a lot of mountains here with like rivers and stuff and yeah from from what i could see in the videos you've done as well it's there's it's very forest based places and things like that it's very foresty so i've uh, put it down into like river beds and fallen up river beds before which is kind of dicey but it's it's not that bad it's, it's worth the risk sometimes it is it? it's um, definitely worth the risk it. it was some good footage <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you have got to take that risk just to get the good shots. But this is this is what I, I took that risk with that thunderstorm. But yeah, I mean, I got the footage, so I was happy with that. So you did get a good shot off. Of I it. did. I got an amazing piece of footage of that thunderstorm, and uh, a lot of my the people I was with when uh, I we were uh, when I where I was, we were at this campsite. And a lot of people were like, can you send me that video of the thunderstorm? I really want to see it. I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, everyone loves it. It was a really good video, to be fair. That's awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's awesome. So, moving on. Uh, so, you're called, your company is called Foxy Creations. Yes. I'm curious, where did that name come from? All right. So, <laughs> uh, so I've always loved foxes. So, I'll start off there. And, nice. Me too. Uh, so I've always loved foxes. Um, where I lived, uh, we have foxes around here. So where I lived, mm. growing up, we always had... Have you heard, like, a fox call? Like, how scary they sound? Yes, they, they, they sound... Yeah, it's very bizarre. It's quite creepy. Yes, so we had those <laughs> where I lived for the longest time. didn't know what they were. We just thought there was some bird, like crazy bird, you know, or owl or something. I don't know what we thought what they were. But it ended up being a fox. So I was like, that's cool. Okay, foxes have always kind of lived around me. So I've just... For a while, I don't know, I, like, branded myself to foxes, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So anybody that got me anything for Christmas or any gift or whatever, it was always, like, fox-associated. Like, all through my yeah. teenage years, you know, up into my, my 20s and stuff. Like, it just, everyone just got me fox stuff. So I already kind of had that in mind. I used to have really bright red hair, like, ridiculously bright red hair. Um, and then it was naturally red for a while. Well, not naturally, but more of a normal color of red Yeah. for a while. And actually just last year, I changed it back to my normal colors, which is just kind of a dirty blonde. But I had red hair essentially for like 10 years. And so nice, yeah. everyone associated with that. And so whenever I was thinking of like business names, I actually created this name back in 2012 uh, at the peak of the foxiness <laughs> that was when everyone was like yes blah 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 and um i actually did a crocheting business where i, I oh, crocheted wow. stuff yeah i made like hats and scarves and mittens and blankets and stuff like that and so then i named it i think one of my friends at work um helped me name it at the time they're like why don't you foxy creations i was like you know what i like that that's cute so uh, I kept it, made little business cards for my crocheting business, and then nice. um, I dropped off crocheting. It's just not a good money market business, but like you can't sell stuff, or it's very hard to sell stuff. I think to me, I think crocheting these days is a very pop. I think it's again becoming quite a popular business now. Is it um, I, over here? It really is. Um, my my mum actually does a lot of crocheting, and she oh. sells a lot of it here, and so she's made a bit of success out of it. Uh, she does these things called um, so they're called crochets. So it's a shell made out of crochet, and it's a plant potter. Okay. So you put plants in it, but it's and you hang it on the wall, 
and it's just like it, like it's crochet shell and they're just plants and she sells them online and they're, they're really amazing to be fair and lots of people That's she sells cool. loads of them to be fair hmm. yeah maybe i'll i'll i still got tons of yarn maybe one day i'll i'll break <laughs> it back <laughs> but so then um after I stopped doing crochet and went into photography, I did like normal photography for a while. And I still do that actually on occasion. But, um, and then wedding photography, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep the business name. I've already got it established. People already yeah. kind of know because that was in 2015. So I'd already been doing it for like a couple of years since 2012 or 13, somewhere in there. And then, so I just kind of adapted the name to each of my businesses. <laughs> I was like, I'll just keep it. I thought about changing it. I think last year, to more of a, you know, streamlined name like Maddie Fletcher videography or something. I think Foxy Creations is cool. It, I think it makes you stand out. It makes you stand out from the rest, you know. I mean, mine's just TH Visual, which I love. I think it's a great name, but it's just Tyler Heath Visual. Like, that's my name, so I just sort of stuck visual on the end of it. Foxy Creations, and by the way, your logo is insane. I loved it. I don't know where, who designed you. it, but it's insane. My, uh, my friend actually designed it, and she is not in a business or anything. She's just naturally gifted with graphic design, and I commissioned her one day and was like, hey, can you make this something <laughs> Help similar? me out, yeah. And yeah. she did, and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> so she did. She helped me out with that. But it's, uh, that's honestly, I, I get, that's the kind of the feedback that I got, that it was just unique and memorable, I guess, like a memorable name. Yeah. And also, uh, one of my friends presented, like, years down the line, if, uh, you know, depending on how big that I grow the business, I could sell it, like, do a business sell, and it would just, you know, be seamless yeah. and not have to change it or use, like, my name. And I was like, okay, I like that idea. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I think you're on definitely on the same with that one. I think it's a, it's a good name. I, I, I was Foxy Creations. I was like, that's interesting. I was very, yeah. So, see, when I reached out to you, which was on Instagram, uh, I, I, I went through who either I was following or was following me. I think I was following you, or I can't remember. And uh, I was like, oh, Foxy Creations, what's this one? And I was very much drawn to it. And, you know, I, I was curious. I, I thought it was cool. That's so, cool. How did you find me? I'm curious. Yeah, I don't know. Um, on my business page, I think I just was getting a lot of recommendations for other video based work and uh i think i was just following you and uh again i wanted to with this podcast i was trying to just expand it and get to know people in industries in other locations obviously i've only spoken to people from the uk uh so i kind of have a really good idea but obviously you know there's a whole world out there and i was just was really curious to see what yeah what was going on in other parts of the world to be honest and then i've stumbled upon your page and there we go. Um, so you've been work. You said earlier you started working in this industry in photography, and that was started around five years ago, did you say? Yeah? Yes. Yes. So the photography started about five years ago, and then I dedicated solely to videography. I juggled mm. in 2017. I had juggled uh, photo uh, video bundle gigs where I would essentially hire a videographer or a friend that I trained to be a videographer. I would do the photography photography at the wedding and then they would get the video at the wedding and then I would come back and edit everything um, which was very lucrative I will say um, but it was ridiculously stressful I can imagine and I didn't enjoy um, I wanted to do the video what had happened was I was doing the photography and I was like okay the photography's fun and everything but I want to be over there doing the videos like the videos yeah. are more fun to me 
And so then that's essentially where I was like, okay, I really don't want to do photography anymore. I, I really want to focus solely on video. And I feel like the mindsets and like the mental creative side of things for photography versus videography can be different. So yeah, I was like, I'm, instead of trying to like master two fields and master two um, trades, I'm going to drop one of them that is obviously oversaturated and that, you know, I don't really have much of a chance of being as successful as I want to with it for a more creatively fulfilling and better market yeah. item. So that's kind of what happened. And so you, um, so you were saying you started off with the photography. Uh, well, to be fair, I get it as well. I th- I, I've done some photography work in the past as well, but it's a very different, like, they're not similar in that they are similar and obviously a very respect right. but i think there's a lot more tricks that you need to learn in photography or different tricks in photography that you wouldn't have in videography yes uh, and I, I sometimes i'm like oh well if i can do it on video i must be able to do it in a photo but it isn't the same at no. all is it? i find you it's a very different thing uh, what looks good in a video will not look good in the same angle for a photo i guess so yeah. it's and that's what i was struggling with i was like okay i'm having to literally like you know, separate my mind. This is for photo. This is for video. And yeah. this skill is photo. This skill is video. And I was like, I'm just, I'm done. I don't <laughs> want to do this. I'm, I'm okay yeah. with dropping off photography. Have you essentially just dropped it off now or do you still get it? Wedding photography. Yes, I completely, I don't do it anymore at all. Uh, I've juggled around the idea of doing like an elopement sort of thing, something simple, something small. Mm. Um, but I still do, I still do um, normal photography. So my friends want a little family shoot sometimes my cousin or my niece was graduating i did her graduation pictures you know things like that i just don't advertise myself but people that know that i do it will contact yeah for me, sure sort of thing and i'll be like yeah sure why not you know <laughs> sometimes i'll do nature stuff if i'm feeling froggy and take tons of pictures of my pets so <laughs> that's the that's the thing about pets is they don't realize how much they will often be in front of the camera yeah. <laughs> See, one of mine, uh, one of my dogs is ridiculously photogenic, like ridiculously photogenic. What kind of dog? Uh, she's a cava poo, so she's a oh, nice. cavalier poodle mix, and she's <laughs> just the best thing ever. But I have this little studio that I can set up with a backdrop and everything, and this little, you know, table that they sit on. And so I've trained her to where whenever I get all this stuff out, she gets treats to sit on the table and look pretty. So she will straight up... As soon as I get that out, as soon as she sees what's going up, she'll just hop on that table and literally not move. So she's a model. Yes, complete model. The other dog is the complete opposite. Like, he sees me get my camera out, and he's like, no. No, not happening. Not again. It is Please so don't hard do this to, to me again. picture of him because he is just straight up like, no cameras. Yeah, not, but a lot more camera shy. Yes, much more. It is... <laughs> He sometimes will at least stay still for a picture, but to get him to look a camera directly in the eyes is just rare, incredibly rare. Yeah, a lot more of his pictures are a lot more candid and sort of taken, <laughs> taken caught off guard. <laughs> just staring at the food in the corner like, I wish that could be me right now. Exactly, that's so, it's so true. Um, but so um, uh, I still do those kind of things, but I've I've... I don't virtually do photography at all anymore. No. Kinda... And so before the wedding videography um, and the photography, were you doing anything else beforehand or? 
not other than my day job, uh, but no. creative-wise, I had stopped all videos that I was making with my friends and stuff. I made, um, you know, back, I think around 16, I did a prom video, which was almost exactly oh, like cool. a wedding video, except it was at a prom instead of a wedding. Yeah, I can see how they have a direct link. Yes, and so I actually made a good bit of money uh, as a kid uh, and made those, you know, burned them onto, you know, DVD discs and sold them off to all my classmates. So that was cool. But after that, that was at 16. I dropped video completely and just kind of... I love that at the age of 16, you had that entrepreneurial mindset that you were going to make prom videos and sell it to your classmates. That's incredible. I, I want to <laughs> say I made like... I sold them for like $10 and I want to say I made like 200 something dollars. That's incredible. It was, a, it was a pretty good bit. I was like, whoa. Because people were buying like doubles and triples of these. And yeah. Like, and to be fair, buying the, buying the discs is not expensive. No, no, they were, it was like you get a huge stack of those things for like 10 bucks or 20 yeah. bucks. So you made an, a massive profit. Yeah. And I was a teenager. It's not like I was doing anything at the time that, yeah. you know, labor intensive editing. I mean, I was, I would have been sitting watching TV or doing something else stupid, you know. And, and now you can sit and watch TV and do something stupid with that extra $200 you just made. So, you know, every cloud has a silver lining. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I'm making a profit. <laughs> so that was cool. It was fun. And it's cool now to have the video. I went back and watched it. And it's like, oh, oh it was a fun sure. time. There's a little boat. There's a river boat that it was on. So we were just on the river. Oh, that's a, that. That's amazing. There's nothing better than when you're shooting a video and it's in a really awesome setting. Yeah, it's um, not one. By default, though. Like, obviously, you can go out your way to find those locations, but when you just sort of turn up and it's, by default, a really interesting place to shoot, it can really elevate a project by about 10 times, I reckon. It definitely helped. It's, it certainly helped. It wasn't just in a gymnasium or in, you know, no, a, a basic the classic. environment. We actually were at a location, so it did help a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and so, with... Um, your wedding business do you work with a team or are you just a solo artist i guess i'm just a solo artist right now so you all day on your own like do you do multi-camera setups and stuff? i do it's terrible that must be such <laughs> so, a, it's, uh, a lot of work <laughs> it does get intense i think i've realized it a little bit more uh the last few years just how intense it can get <laughs> Because I do, I do four cameras during a ceremony. So I've got... Four? <laughs> I do. I've got um, two on the sides, of course. Um, depending on the location um, and depending on if I can do it, I like to put one watching the bride walk down the, the aisle sort of the thing. The aisle, yeah. And then I'll pull that one and then set it up behind and then I have my gimbal that I carry around. The... So you have one handheld one as well, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's kind of... It's, it's labor intensive, and then I'm having to do it quickly because if I don't go quick enough, then I'm going to miss things that are going on either before the ceremony or after the ceremony. And that's the thing, isn't it? With a wedding, you can't be like, all right, can we cut and go again? Yeah, no. <laughs> You've just kissed the bride. Could you just perhaps do that again for me? You can't second. really do that, can you? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. And um, so it, it is... I've gotten a, a wagon now that I've, I used to not have, I was just a, like, I probably looked crazy, honestly. I used to have all these, like, tripods and cameras, like, hanging off of me and, like, go into these, into the, the ceremony to set everything up. And if it, I had one bad experience where a particular venue was ridiculously far away from the parking lot, like, just, yeah. I, ha I don't know exactly how far I had to carry this, but it was ridiculous. 
And so I'm like, I'm investing in a wagon because this is <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Honestly, that's a great idea, to be fair. You, it can, it, a film gear can be really heavy. It is. And I've got it, two uh, 270 uh, by 200s. So I've got two of those, two D- yeah. DSLRs. I've got um, one of my big cameras is a uh, C100 Mark II. So oh, they're wow. all like... All of my equipment is huge. Yeah. And I normally no, had to make gear. two trips. And then that particular venue, I was I had to make two trips back and forth both times. So I had to go two times there to set it up, two times back. So four trips around total of this absurdly far, like... <laughs> Why was the parking lot so far away? There's <laughs> the way it was set up, how they had the, the parking lot was over here. The barn was next to the parking lot, but then the ceremony was, like, way over here in this field kind of thing. And yeah. so it was just ridiculous. And I was tired. And it was hot. It was the middle of summer, and I was just in a uh, bad mood. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that is not a great combination, is it, really? Being tired, <laughs> being really hot from the sun, and having to walk a very long way with a lot of heavy gear. That is a recipe for disaster. It couldn't be me. <laughs> I was aggravated. The wedding went great, I will say, but I was just I was frustrated. I was like, I'm over it. So I invested in a in a in a wagon. In a wagon. So it's like a what, well, like a little pulling cart kind yeah, of thing. It'll pop up and just folds up. It collapses and then you drop it down and it pops back out. It's so really cool. That's the sort of things that I perhaps wouldn't think of that I would need. I would just probably make the f- multiple trips, putting my back out completely, and not thinking to myself, you know what would really make my life easier if I had a little cart. Right. <laughs> I really should just do something like that. Oh, you should. It, it makes it so much nicer. Now just load it all into there. And I don't even use it all the time. It's just if I need it, like that kind of scenario. Yeah. Most of the time, like, I didn't need it. But so uh, just put it all in there and wheel it away. And Yeah, yeah. But uh, so it's just me doing all the stuff. Like, I just, I, I go, I meet the brides, I set up everything. Um, every now and then I'll have a second shooter. It's rare though. Most brides yeah. tend to book the package that doesn't have the second shooter. Like I think this year, three out of the, I think I said 18, three out of the 18 booked a second shooter. So most of the time I just buddy up with the photographer and like make friends with them to keep me company like throughout <laughs> the day. And most of the time the photographers are really cool. It's rare that I get one that's just absurdly. Yeah. Just not interested in. You, you, you might as well though, hadn't you? You're both in this together all day. You might as well. So I'm like, I even messaged them ahead of time. I'm like, hey, photographers, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I want to be your friend. I imagine, I imagine being like working where you do. Obviously, you work within the two states. You must work with some of the same photographers from time to time. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. There's be... there's a few specifically that's here in my town that I've worked with. A couple times. I don't think I've worked with anyone more than three times, which is interesting. Right. But yeah. I definitely have had the doubles on quite a few occasions. So. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, bound to happen, isn't it, I guess. Oh, yeah. Um, and so is this something... You, I mean, you said you made short films as it, when you were younger. Is it something that you've always been interested in getting into at some point, or...? Never thought... Of, not weddings, no. Never thought of that before. No, but video work in particular, or...? You know, whenever I was, you know, uh, a kid making those short films and stuff, I wanted to be like a director, producer of a major motion picture, you know, kind of thing. So I think I, I always kind of like 
had a heart with video. I had a passion for videos and doing, being in that type of, of video environment, just creating things, just a creative yeah. kind of aspect, creating, you know, something that's in my mind into a reality. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I would have sure. never, never imagined, um, you know, wedding, wedding videography. And I still do some short films. Last year, I actually made two. I was trying oh, really? to win a Halloween um what was it? It was like a Halloween movie contest for the um, royalty-free <laughs> music site that I use. They're like, use our yeah. Halloween music and your, you know, kind of thing. So I made two. Um, one was was not necessarily a video. I don't know what you would want to call it. It was just a creative, creative piece, I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it wasn't. It wasn't film. It just wasn't a well-rounded <laughs> film. That makes sense. Any, anywhere we can find them or i can send them to you yeah if you want to watch them oh, i would love They're to see them yeah i love that then the other one <laughs> i actually liked really a lot better um it was i don't remember what i actually named her i think it was called like slaughterhouse five or something like oh that. wow <laughs> it was where uh, me and my friends all got together and stuff it was so funny we have this big like abandoned warehouse here so, and I have one friend that actually went to film school and she's really avid about creating and very creative. She doesn't do weddings, but she's very super creative. And we had like a mock-up of an old, uh, you know, maybe 1980s, you know, sci-fi B-rated film. Yeah. And then so we mocked it up where we filmed that to look like that. And then turned out it was actually people watching the film and it was i think it was less than two minutes long but it was two, maybe two to three minutes long but it, it was pretty good they're, they're they're always the most fun films to make it the was. ones that are like two to three minutes just do something really chaotic for two minutes it'll be amazing yeah it was it was fun she was a great actress and it was funny because my friend um my friend's husband was the murderer i'll say whatever yeah he got him like this pig mask so all he had to do was like drag around an axe and you know creepy creepily you know hobble around with an axe so it sounds like a proper slasher movie yeah he did it great <laughs> but it was it was so so much fun to make and so i have a few more ideas that i would like to to do something with they're not fully developed yet but I've got a, a few things that I do want to try to start working on in addition to the wedding videos, just as yeah. the crazy business dies down. I would like to try to do just a little bit of side short projects. So, Fiction-based pieces, I'm oh, assuming. Yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, I'm the same. Like, with lockdown, I was like, oh, I could spend this time making something, like, fiction-based. Um, obviously, the work is a lot quieter at the moment for myself. So I, I, I'm the same, like, my goal in life is I love doing all the commercial and the corporate and promo stuff. It's amazing. But for me, the goal is I've got to, I would love to be making fiction based people, but actually I, I would write, I'd like to make a TV show. That's my, that is my overall goal. That's but, uh, cool. yeah, I do a lot of writing on the side as well. Like writing TV shows and stuff. I've been doing it as much as I can, but I get a lot of writer's block. So I get, and I get frustrated with it as well. So I'm like, I've got to go away now. But then I'll, I'll, I make the mistake of going away for like a week or so. And then I come back, I'm like, ah, oh, I've lost my train of thought. Oh, no. That, that would <laughs> suck. I'm not, definitely not big on the writing. I feel like I'm good with the, um, that's why I'm hoping my other friend can help me a little bit with it. But I'm not the best on the writing, but I'm good with the um, fabrication. Yeah, yeah. And the visuals and stuff, the cinematography and things like that. Yeah. 
camera angles, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And do you, with your business, do you use a lot of lights as well, or do you just sort of use natural lighting? And I try to use natural lighting as much as possible, but during receptions, um, I typically... Obviously, it's darker, isn't it? It yeah, is so. darker. It depends on the venue, and it depends on the DJ also, because sometimes DJs have, like, these gigantic lights. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I won't use them, my lights, if that's the case, but if it's, like, a dark room reception, then, yeah, I definitely have to set up a light to give me something to work with. Of course, yeah sometimes you sometimes you can walk into a venue and go okay cool it looks really well lit in here put the camera on oh actually yeah. never mind i need a light now <laughs> and um the i use a sony a7 III, and so it has mm. really good low light as well which helps tremendously yeah that's awesome but once it starts getting too low then i'm like okay i just i don't know I need to start getting into using lights more often than I do because I've seen such great videographers and they're, you can just tell a different quality with the reception footage um, with lights versus not with lights, but they make me paranoid. Like they make me so paranoid just because it's like this big, huge light stand. And so uh, I'm nervous about someone running over and knocking over my light stand, someone tripping over the light stand, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm yeah, like, it can be a... Uh... It's yeah, it can be a bit much sometimes, can't it? So <laughs> with all these lights, they they, they they unfortunately they're not very subtle. No, they're just <laughs> just I don't know. I can see people drinking and not paying attention and walking backwards or dancing and knocking it over. And oh yeah, D- drunk people and really expensive heavy equipment is a terrible mix. <laughs> yes, which I've used it before and it's not been an issue, but there was almost an issue at one point, so that's made me a little bit more like yeah. Uh, I don't know. So. Yeah, I mean, you just use it where you can, I guess, don't you, to be honest? Yeah, and that's another thing I have to lug around, so. Yeah, and again, I find that the C-stands that you put lights on are just not light, ever. They're very heavy. Oh, yes, they're incredible. There's always solid cast iron things as well. (laughs) I'm just like, why is everything always heavy in this this industry? Uh, Maybe (laughs) maybe if someone would knock that down then, maybe I should get one like that. (laughs) Yeah, one with sandbags on it as well. So I do have a couple sandbags, so I do use the sandbags, okay. but the ones that I the one that I have is not very heavy at all. So maybe I should do that. Maybe that'll be a yeah. Look into. <laughs> yeah, I think that, I think that, that I think they're worth it. Like things like that. Again, there's things that you don't always think about, but a sandbag is a vital piece of equipment that you need to do like on location shooting. I guess. Yes. No, it definitely is. It's important. And so, when did the passion for video start was there like a particular film or someone that you watched or something that just really sort of made you think i'd like to get into something like that one day uh, maybe as a kid or a jurassic park. young adult classic <laughs> jurassic park i love jurassic park um you know i i'm gonna equate it to that because i was i still am a very very avid jurassic park fan um but even just like since then like, I want to say one of the very first, it's going to sound so terrible, but, like, one of the very first movies that I had an idea to make was before, of course, um, what's it called? Jurassic World came out. Uh, you know, we had Jurassic Park 4, and, uh, you know, me and my friend created these, which the dinosaurs were our dogs at the time, you know, Jurassic running around. Jurassic Park 4. <laughs> yeah. We had some kind of name underneath it that I... I feel like it was like the reckoning or something really cheesy. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. It was so That's bad incredible. though. Like I've went back and watched these. Like when I was, I think we were eleven at the time, and they're just god awful. 
I, it's so fun. I love watching the films I made when I first started out and just seeing how far I've come in oh terms of Oh my God, that anything. is true. That's so true. But... <laughs> That's the only takeaway you can have from it. Like, okay, at least I know I've developed as a video like a videographer. <laughs> so I, I, would, I would have to say Jurassic Park. That's the only one that I would notably say. Nothing else really mm-hmm. stands out to me, but I wore out two VHS tapes whenever I was a kid watching that, like, a billion times i can't even i don't even know yeah. have all the memorabilia have a lot of memorabilia not everything but a lot of stuff so i'm gonna i'm gonna say huge, that so a huge jurassic park fan oh yeah very very avid what is it about just the fact that it's just dinosaurs just lots of dinosaurs or it's just the, the scale of how epic it is or i love the dinosaurs i love the whole plot behind it like the even the cinema like cinematography of the whole thing uh, the acting is great. The character development yeah. was great on them. One of my favorite shots in Jurassic Park is when they're in the kitchen and the raptors stood in front of that projector and it's just projecting the images oh, yeah. onto the skin of the raptor. I think that's such a really cool shot. That is. Because that's, that's it's, it's almost like two worlds colliding there. It's like you've got that Jurassic period mixing with the technology age. It's kind of like yes. a really cool sort of juxtaposition almost. It's it's a wonderful movie overall. <laughs> It is. Um, I will never forget the first time I ever saw it. Really unpopular opinion, but I actually do prefer the second one. Uh, the Lost World? Yeah, I don't know. Just something about two hours of Jeff Goldblum just really does it for me. I you love know? Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Honestly, I don't dislike any of them. Uh, some people are so, like, I'm in Jurassic Park forums and stuff on Facebook, but some people are so opinionated about <laughs> the Jurassic Park stuff. I'm like, you know what? I really like all of them. <laughs> Even the Jurassic Worlds? Oh, yeah. So I love Jurassic... Okay, I will say this. I love Jurassic World, um, the first one. Fallen Kingdom is depressing. It depressed me. Yeah, I've heard it's not good. I actually haven't seen it, but there was that one particular scene, I think, of about the Stegosaurus or something. The Brachiosaurus. That's it. Getting left but left behind or something. I can't tell you how much I cried. <laughs> so I refuse it to watch it again. That's the only reason I'm basing my judgment on that. Overall, it still was a very interesting like concept to the movie because whenever it first came out, they're like, "Oh yeah, bring the dinosaurs back to mainland." I'm like, "This is a lost world all over again." Like, yeah, well, yeah, but they basically did re like re with the first one as well. It was essentially just the first one again. Yes, it was not super. It wasn't as uh, close to that as I thought it was, but it was. What I, the only thing I really like about Jurassic World is how meta it is about the first film with Jake Johnson wearing the uh, Jurassic Park t-shirt. And that, that for me, it was like, that's so cool. Like, at least they acknowledge that the mis- in the film, they're very aware of how badly it went the first time that they've actually got the memorabilia still, which I think is <laughs> yes. like, cool. Just a little touch. distasteful? <laughs> <laughs> I Classic. I love it. Um, and so what's... So, Going forward, what are some of the toughest challenges that you faced working in in this industry? Um, honestly, I think networking was a really big challenge for me at one point. Just trying yeah. to connect with other videographers in the area without people being, you know, too competitive and having that competitive yeah, yeah, yeah. nature of I don't want to be friends with you because you're my competition, um, which really wasn't the way I come across at all. Like that's I'm. I love having friends that I can equally talk about like video stuff with. Yeah, oh, like, me too. Yeah. If someone picks you over me or me over you, like I don't care. <laughs> like I don't care. <laughs> they obviously either you met their price budget, 
you met their style, you were available yeah. when I wasn't. You there's so many things that factor into that, and people just want to get so so up in arms about it. So it was really hard um, at first. I didn't know anybody that did videography for the longest time. I was just kind of alone with the. I think for like two years, like two full years, maybe a year and a half. I just didn't know anybody that did it. And for second yeah. shooters, I would just train people that I knew that were interested, that were like creatively intuitive. Then I would just train them on how to use my equipment and be like, look, get creative shots the whole day. I'll point to something if I really need to get something. So that was a huge challenge. Finally, I found a group on Facebook that was local filmmakers and videographers, and a lot of them were wedding videographers. So I got in there finally. Yeah. And, um, I'm still working on it. I think I could do better with networking. Um, my jobs just like having this job and then having my day job. Um, yeah, I had other things going on in life at the time where I just didn't have all that much free time available. So it's like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, they're meeting, you know, if some of these guys, not all of them, some of them have two jobs, but some of them, uh, you know, it'd be like, I'm free on Tuesday at two, you know, we're having a, a, you know, videographer meet at Tuesday at two or something like that. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. well, I work, so I can't go. <laughs> so that kind of thing. But there's been a few I've gotten to go, go to because they've done one on the weekends. I don't have a wedding or anything to do or some sort yeah. of situation. So that's been one. Social media has been, is just. Oh, okay. What do you mean by that one? I despise having to. So I create the footage, I put it out, I send it to my brides and grooms and stuff, and then I have to put it on social media. I have to put it on Facebook. I have to tag everything, tag everybody, make sure that, you know, it's getting, trying to get it shared. On it. Then I have to take it over to Instagram. I have to Dropbox it to my phone and then, you know, take it from my phone and put it on Instagram. I got to make sure everyone's tagged on Instagram. I got to share stories. You know, I've got to make sure the stories are linked to the bride and groom. I've got to oh, yeah. tag people and hashtag everything. It's a huge pain. It's such an, it's a lot of effort. And I guess this is why, like, people have publicists. Yeah. No, <laughs> Do it, it makes, for them. <laughs> it makes huge, a ton of, I've, I've really juggled it before. Because I'm like, I, I despise having to do this. Come up with a cute little, like, creative way of saying how you related yeah, yeah. to the bride and groom or how they stood out to you on that day. I'm not a writer. That's definitely not one of my yeah, strong caption, points. Captions of, 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 uh, seem to be my kryptonite sometimes. Yes. Uh, I will be posting something. I'll go, what do I say? <laughs> I don't really know what to write. Same thing, same. And I'm just like, I, I had a great day. This couple was great, but I don't know really how to put this into words. <laughs> and... And you can't keep just putting the same thing, can you? I guess you have to think of a new way to keep I can, keep your audience but enticed. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could. Yeah, no one's ever gonna be. Yeah. I don't think anyone will call <laughs> me out on it, but I. Uh, so that's been a huge, huge struggle, and especially lately. I don't know. Are you on? Do you have a, your business page on Facebook? I do. Yes. So here lately, specifically, I don't know why, um, and it's aggravating me super bad, but I think Facebook has changed its um, um, algorithms for right. sharing business page content, and it just makes me, it's aggravating me so bad. So I've put out, I've been putting out tons of, of stuff lately just because it's been such a busy season that I'm just cranking stuff out. Yeah. And so some of my older things, doing the same thing i'm tagging all the vendors singing sending it to the bride and groom they're sharing it on their facebook page 
and yet it's getting like 15 like this one was one recently got like 15 engagements and it's only been viewed like less than a hundred times and that's how it's been on like the last four posts i have to admit uh i i share mine so frequently and i'm like how is this not getting the outreach i want it to get i have no it doesn't make any sense to me because if i go back to earlier in the year or even last year i had things that were getting like thousands of engagements from the exact same thing and the exact yeah. same stuff and so that's been a thorn in my side <laughs> i'm like i don't yeah, know what to do I, I, it is a lot of I, a lot of effort to promote yourself um especially if you're very up and coming um and you for myself i don't have lots of followers on my instagram page um i'm slowly building it up but it's a lot of effort to have to promote yourself for it to not get a lot of engagement as well it can be quite disheartening sometimes i find <laughs> especially the what the videos where i'm like this is a good one this is yeah. a super oh, yeah. good video this is gonna just blow up and then it's just like nothing not just, nothing yeah. but not what i wanted it to yeah I, I know what you mean yeah people like to admire in silence don't they rather than yes. really make it obvious that they're in support yeah i i get it it's it's so frustrating um, and so what would you say, so you've, uh, with all those challenges in mind, what would you say is like the next step for you in your career, if you have one or? So I work full time at my yeah. day job, essentially. Uh, I would love, I don't know when this will ever happen or if I'll ever do it, essentially. Uh, there's a few logistic things that have to go into it to do this, but I would love to drop down to just part time there. Um, and then focus more solely on videography and you yeah, know, have yeah. more time to go to these meetings and to do things with other people and you know just actually have days where I can edit instead of editing like normally right now I edit at nighttime so I get off my day job and I'll mess around for like an hour and then pretty much yeah. my whole night section is spent editing um, and staring at the computer <laughs> stare at the computer so much but <laughs> so um, so I think that would, would help if I can, you know, continue to make money doing this way the where I can afford to drop down to part-time on my day job. I mean, yeah, I think sure, that would yeah. be a huge game changer, but I don't know essentially what I would love to just travel more. I think that's one thing. I would like to go to more exotic places than just barns and, you know, the local local scene. Yeah. Well, you never know, Matty, off the back of this podcast, maybe people over here will be like, you know what? She sounds like the girl I want to get for the job, uh, get for the wedding. So, you know, you could be flying over to England much sooner than you think. Well, that would be cool if that worked out. <laughs> I'd totally really do cool. it. Yep. And remember me if that happens. I will. Okay? No, obviously. no. Now I know someone in England. Be like, hey, guess what? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> England's definitely been on my bucket list along with, with Scotland and Ireland. And y'all are all. What, to go over, to come over here, yeah? Yeah, and uh, again, same. My bu like I said earlier, is on my bucket list to get over to America at some point. Well, um, now you know someone really, over here too. So I do. Yes, yeah, fantastic. I'll have to uh, definitely check out Cleveland. I know. Tennessee is beautiful. <laughs> if you do, uh, my uh, my mum has can vouch for that. She absolutely loves Tennessee. To be fair, so yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, if you ever do come, come in fall. Definitely the the prettiest time of the year. It's yeah. That's when they went. I think was October two years ago. I think so. Yeah. That's neat. What yeah, part did she go to? Sorry. What? Where'd she come? Or where'd she go? 
Nashville. Okay. I think. Uh, did they go to Nashville? I'm pretty sure they went to Nashville. Probably. I can't remember where else they it's went to. It's definitely like fair. one of the the biggest cities. Yeah. I don't know if Nashville, or Memphis is bigger now, but I think they went to Memphis as well. Okay. The Elvis Presley. Tour? I believe they would do. Yeah, well, they went with people that are huge Elvis fans, and I think they wanted to go and sort of chase that a little bit. That's so awesome. yeah, uh, that's why they went there as well. To be fair, which I imagine what is a huge attraction to why people go to places like Memphis. Definitely yeah. gigantic. My cousins live over in Memphis, and they are <laughs> so many people come to go to Graceland. Such a big, Great, such yeah. a big attraction. Yeah, I'm, it would be unbelievable. I would love it, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, I don't know when that will happen at the moment, given with everything going on in the world. so <laughs> Very true. <laughs> That'd be really awesome to just get, yeah. get to travel abroad and do wedding like wedding videos. Like, I was even just thinking around the United States, but even to go to, like, other countries and do them would be, like... It, it is... Um... When I was in Australia, I didn't think about doing so, but I ended up making a short film while I was out there. And it was just so cool to be in another country making a film. And uh, it's just like, obviously, I did my traveling out there. But for me, that's like one of the best memories. Like, how often can you say you get to go to another country and make a film? Like, it's a very, very cool thing to have sort of under my belt, I guess. That is super cool. Definitely jealous. (laughs) <laughs> your time will come i'm sure <laughs> hopefully you'll be over here doing some wedding videos before you know it you never oh hopefully maybe an opportunity in mexico again that's true that would, ideally that like be. uh you is there still castles is there a lot of castles over there oh for sure yeah there's one not far from me here oh cool okay so yeah, yeah. wedding in a castle <laughs> i don't know do people really i don't know yeah i don't think i've ever been to a wedding in a castle i'm sure people would i imagine you'd probably get it more in places like scotland Oh, okay. North Wales or something like that, I guess. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Really, cool. it would be cool. So I have one last question for you, Matty, and that is one I ask everyone: Have you got any tips for anybody looking to get into this sort of work? All right. So <laughs> I was trying to figure <laughs> this out. Um, yes, or yeah, yesterday when I was looking these over. Um, this one, I think. For videography, in my opinion, mirrorless cameras are the way to go. Um, I think whenever I switched from Sony, I'm sorry, switched from Canon to Sony, uh, just the improved, I don't even know what to call it, just the usability of it, just how it was so intuitive versus, you know, is, is like you went from this old just camera that just didn't do anything to like this smart computer that would just calculate everything for you and you know just do all of this stuff so i really feel like mirrorless cameras are are great um the gimbal honestly has been a huge game changer in my field yeah i must get one i really must definitely the gimbal has just been a huge changer um if you can do a glide cam i actually do actually i recommend a glide cam i'm not strong enough to do them unfortunately um not for a full wedding day at least yeah it's they they can be tough yeah they're they're super heavy um but i use uh, a zion zion crane oh nice it's light enough to where i can i can carry it around all day um just go for it i think i went into that very first wedding and i just did i don't think i did any research on it i just went for it and just trusted my gut in my eye and it worked out. Now I do research and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that very first one, I remember getting there and I was like, 
all right, and I just went for it. And so I think just submerging yourself into the industry. I would recommend second shooting first. I didn't do that. I should have. I feel like I got stuck in a rut for a long time um, yeah. before I kind of made it over this this slump, essentially. Then uh, it's because I didn't second shoot because I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any hookups. I didn't know anybody else that were nice enough to do, uh, you know, mentoring like that in my earlier days. Um, but I do want to second shoot now just because I'm always up for learning things and and etc. But second shooting, I think, is big because you can learn just tips and tricks that could otherwise take you years to figure out. And you just learn them very quickly from someone that is or been in the wedding gig for years versus yeah, yeah. having to figure it out yourself or learn the hard way or mess something up and then be mortified when you have to tell your bride something. <laughs> of course, yeah. I think that's that's going to be my big one, is second shoot uh -huh. first, or mentor, or, or, you know, shadow, that's it. That's where I was looking for, shadow first. Yeah, definitely, I think it is good to have someone you can sort of help, help guide you, I guess. Yes, yes, no, I yeah. completely, completely agree. I would contend that that's just not having to waste time is, is a huge, huge factor. Yeah. Ah, well, that's all my questions for you, Matty. Um, thank you so much. You have been a fantastic guest. Oh, yeah. Literally amazing. It's to, it's really nice to get to speak to someone who, again, is over the pond that, you know, is <laughs> in a completely different place to me, but doing something very similar. So it's it's, it's really amazing. That is. That's um, cool. It's been nice yeah. talking. Oh, and you. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for asking me. And... I will be on the lookout. Let me know whenever it's up and I'll send you. Yeah, it will be uh, next week. Next um, week, okay. I think some point, yeah. Well, yeah, obviously when people are listening to this, it will be right now. But <laughs> when I post this, it will be at some point, possibly next Wednesday, I'm going to say. But yes, I will absolutely send it to you uh, as soon as it's done. Obviously, uh, yeah, it will be uh, amazing. Yeah, cool. Uh, cool. Awesome. And I'll send you my... Uh my videos i did last my films yes do yes um yeah keep it definitely stay in touch and stuff like that as well i'd love to you know yeah hear how you're getting on and stuff like that so sweet and there you have it amazing as always honestly every time i know i say this every time but every time i chat to someone on the show i feel just pumped literally pumped and Matty was no exception she was amazing uh, I loved chatting to every second to her uh, could have I think we could have sat there all day and chat but uh, unfortunately she had to go to work and stuff so you know we had to wrap that one up but well you know maybe we'll get back again I, I always want to get everyone back again so you know hopefully I'll just repeat the guests in in order and we'll get back to Matty again but yeah anyway thank you very much and we'll catch you on the next one cheers